Uh, you mentioned, let's go to beef now. You you mentioned beef as a big feed user. They'll be um, enjoying the look of a really big crop, um, uh, which would temper perhaps the price of grain that would go with that. Um, how are the markets holding up and what's playing out in the beef sector? Uh, the beef sector remains in some ways tied into what's happening with grain as well. And it has inevitably been impacted by rain, but nowhere near as much as grain and, and to a degree not as much as sheep. Uh, let's start with the markets. The Eastern Young Cattle Indicator, uh, the industry indicator that we've watched for years, that is looking like staying high. Uh, in a nutshell, even though the drought arguably finished two years ago, the rebuild is continuing. Uh, the herd is, is continuing to grow at a pretty strong rate, uh, forecast to be over 6% this year, uh, and even slowing down slightly, but still impressively around 5% going into next year. So uh, cattle producers are continuing to rebuild. They're continuing to buy. Uh, export demand, It's the demand is there uh, for different reasons, uh, whether it's the restocking side, whether it's processor capacity, the export volumes are down, but the prices remain high. So that's looking good. What's going to be the impact of the rain on the cattle industry? Uh, could be a few things. Let's wait and see, as we are with grain, to see what happens when those paddocks dry out. Uh, for some producers, it could be difficult. They may have to rest some paddocks if pasture damage has been bad, uh, and therefore they may have to sell some cattle, uh, or it, it may mean some impact on some weights. Uh, for others who are growing their own feed, it could be an impact there. They may have to buy in more supplementary feed. For other producers, uh, it may not necessarily be a bad thing uh, because if the soil moisture is retained and the damage isn't too bad, then they could see greener pastures going far further into summer than they're normally used to, which may mean they have to buy less feed and that they have better weights of cattle, particularly as the weaner sales uh, start to happen in Australia uh, around January, heading into February as well. So mixed, uh, mixed potential outcomes from the rain onto the cattle market. Um, overall, things continue to look strong. Overall, that demand remains there. Um, and, and as we say, going forward, if the herd grows, and particularly because we're starting to see that all-important female slaughter rate go up as well, there could be more beef for exports next year, um, and those export markets continue to want Australian beef. Thanks. And, and the industry is ever always alert to um, disease, uh, control and biosecurity measures that would prevent uh, an FMD outbreak. Uh, lumpy skin disease has been in the mix as well recently. It's less in the news, but ever present. But I think um, that has settled from a public news point of view, which is great. And the systems are holding up, which is also great. What about that international space generally then around who's buying our beef? Are those markets holding up? Is the China zero COVID sort of stance um, getting in the way of things or um, are we ready to be able to sell as, as much as we can produce with a larger herd into these key markets? Your, your last point is right on. We are ready to continue to sell. Your, your point on biosecurity is a very important one. Uh, mainstream media headlines, uh, they may be short-lived on topics, but biosecurity remains as fundamentally and vitally important as ever. Um, our, our major markets, as those in the beef industry know, remain Japan, South Korea, China and the US. Yes, it appears that the China lockdowns and some economic uncertainty may have had a slight effect on China demand, 
but not too much. Similarly, uh, South Korea's gone off the boil, but that's only partly because it went very much onto the boil in the last month or two, because their government decided to try and fight the impacts of high domestic food prices and food inflation by having a temporary relaxation of tariffs. So our beef was suddenly attractive for imports that temporary moves come off, so so that's slightly gone down. Uh, Japan remains reasonably strong, but the big one to watch will continue to be the US. Uh, and the reason for that is that the US is liquidating its herd at the moment uh, for two reasons. One, a lot of cattle areas in the US are in drought, and two, they are in the natural downside of their herd cycle. So, so they've got a lot of beef coming onto the market. Uh, they're competing with us in some markets more than they have been. Uh, they don't need our beef as much, but uh, that is likely to turn before too long into 2023, and that market will absolutely go up. The other point, as talked about earlier in this podcast, is that our currency remains attractive uh, particularly where we trade in US dollars as well. So uh, in addition to Australian beef's quality and food safety, uh, it, it remains attractive to buy compared to a lot of the competitors. Great. Thanks, Michael.